thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper with Gary Johnson. This radio program is dedicated to getting into the deeper levels of God's Word and learning how to live the life He has created for us. Let's join Gary now as he opens the Word and teaches us to dig deeper. Blessings to you. Welcome. Thank you for joining Digging Deeper. This is Gary Johnson. Luke is with me today. How are you, Luke? Great. Well, thank you. Most importantly, the Lord is with us, and we thank you for joining us. You being here makes this program possible. We are here for you. I remember last week the station manager called me, and we were just discussing this program, and he told me something that means a lot to me. He said he personally likes this program because he sees me as speaking to each person individually, not just teaching to a broad audience objectively, but ministering to each person individually, subjectively. And I realized when he said that, yes, that's exactly what I want to do, and I suppose then I must be doing what I want. And so I'm so thankful that you individually have tuned in today. Maybe there's a group of you, several of you, but I'm speaking to your heart today and to your need. There was a person I know, a friend I know yesterday that contacted me that really felt bad because he had committed a sin. And you know I have talked a lot on this program about sin because it is sin number one that separated us from the Father. And it was sin number two that required Jesus to have to come to meet the need and bridge the gap so that we could have fellowship with the Father. And when Jesus did that and we receive him into our lives, we have a change of heart. And that change of heart says, I don't want to sin anymore. Well, I wasn't surprised then when I received this call from a brother that said he had sinned and it grieved him. And so I wanted to minister to him the same as I'm ministering to you now. Perhaps you have fallen lately. Perhaps you have done something that is bothersome to you. Perhaps you have done something that you believe has separated you from the love of Christ, at least temporarily. And so I'm here today to let you know that you are loved. You are loved by me. You are loved by Luke. You are loved by everyone that is in your spiritual family. And so I want to give you today what the Lord is leading me to give you. This is not something simple. This incorporates the full gospel. I believe that the church errs, ladies and gentlemen, when it goes off in the wrong direction too much. One, it, it, you can get out of balance. You can get out of balance in anything in your life, and the church does that too. That's why we have spawned a number of denominations, and most of them look at one or two scriptures and focus on that and say this is what we believe without looking at the complete book of doctrine, the whole Bible. You know, the Lord is inviting you and me today to love the Word so much that when we find something we love in it, and there's nothing wrong with that, 
it just spurs us on more to learn more, to read more, to seek the Lord more, to understand what the Spirit is giving us in the Word even more. And if there's something in it that doesn't seem to, un that we don't understand very well, I'll put it that way, all that should do is cause us to hunger for the Word more and to say, I want to understand the Word by the Word. I want you to give me something in the Bible that will help me to understand better what I have just read. And Jesus will always do that for you, my friend. Don't you remember Jesus taught that if a child asks for a fish, the Father is not going to give him a serpent. And if the son asks for bread, the father is not going to give him a stone. And Jesus says, how much more will the father give the Holy Spirit, that is truth and revelation and conviction and remembrance of things that were taught, how much more will the father give the Holy Spirit to those that seek him? And so yesterday, this fine man got hold of me and asked me, I don't know what to do, he said. I have sinned, and it bothers me tremendously. And right then and there, the Lord revealed something to me in a way that I've never, ever seen it before. And I have seen that in operation, glory to God, uh, in situations that I needed to do something, that I was called upon to do something, to be light for God, to give revelation for God, to give wisdom for God, to give comfort for God. And so yesterday, when this young man came to me and said, I have sinned, and I saw in his heart how upset he was about it and how he, he grieved it so much, and I went to the Lord, and the Lord revealed to me these three things. And I want to share these with you today. I believe you have tuned in today in order to receive this wisdom from God for you today. And after I told this to this young person, he said he cried, and he very much appreciated it. So I'm telling you right now, first of all, the devil has given the world three main lies. Three main lies. And I suggest he might have given you these same three lies. Maybe not all at once. Maybe one at a time. Maybe not all right now. Maybe some in the past. And I believe that if you don't have a guard up against these three lies, one or two or three of them is going to come up in your life in the future. The devil has given you and me three main lies. But watch as I go through these lies and tell you about them. The Lord has given us three remedies for these lies, and they're all through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The first, the first lie that the devil has given to us is sin is not that big a deal. Sin is not that important. After all, isn't the rest of the world doing it? And after all, doesn't God know what we're made of, that we are weak vessels, and we just can't possibly do everything that he asks? Isn't God such an understanding God, a loving God? Oh, yes, he is. But it, but, and, the, and the devil goes on and he says, See, God knows it's not possible for you to live up to this. 
I mean, it's the same type of thing that the serpent told Eve. He says, God didn't really mean this, what he told you to do. I mean, this tree over here is so beautiful, so luscious. It's just made for you. And God's kind of selfish. You know, he wants everything for himself, and he doesn't want you to enjoy life. These things that you've been doing enables you to get the most out of this world, to enjoy this world just the way God made it. If God made all these things, didn't he make it for you? And so the devil comes to you with all of this. Do you understand what I'm saying, Luke? Do you agree with this? Oh, yes. the, the, it's the devil that's saying to you, look, you cannot get through this, and the simple reason you can't get through it is because it's not that important anyway. Sin is not that big a deal. The devil whispers to you. And so, you sinned yesterday, and this morning when you were tempted again, the devil said to you, remember, it's not that important. You might as well go ahead and do it. Uh, one more time, one more day, one more circumstance. Tomorrow is the day of repentance. Tomorrow is the day you can get things right. Tomorrow is the day you can kneel before God and receive the fullness of Jesus Christ. Sin is not that important. If, if you are considering that thought today, my friend, I want you to recognize right now that is one of the biggest lies that the devil could put in your face. And I know that because he told me that for years. I'm telling you, the devil told me that for years. And so I kept putting off repentance and change because he kept telling me it's just not that important. Well, you know how I know it must be important? Because the Father sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for your sin and for my sin, and He must think that it's something tremendously important. He must think that it's a very big deal or He wouldn't have done that. Our Master pierced in His feet, in His wrists, laying there, hanging there in the, in the most agony that you and I could ever imagine. And finally, when he gave up his spirit, it was by asphyxiation. He could not breathe. He was tired of pushing up on his arms, trying to breathe, trying to withstand the pain and the pressure. And the biggest pressure he was under right then is the fact that he was separated from his father for the first time and that he was not even <coughs> going to call upon a legion of angels to come to rescue him. He was there all alone. Get this. All alone for you and me. It was a very big deal. And when it was over, Jesus said in his last words, it is finished. Don't fall today. For the first big lie of the devil, that sin is not something significant. All sin is. Anything that we don't do by faith is sin, the Bible says. You don't have to give in to sin because the devil tells you this is not important. Jesus died for you today. Now, the second, the second sin, I'm sorry, the second lie, that the devil gives is that uh, we are not forgiven for our sin. 
that you are not forgiven, that I'm not forgiven for sin. Now, these are in order. I believe these lies are in a certain order. Because, number one, if we don't believe that forsaking sin is important, then nothing else matters. We're just going to live our life in sin, and, and it, there will be no change, absolutely no change. We may once in a while have some glimpses of insight, and, oh, I wish I wasn't this way, but after all, everybody is, so I'm going to continue. Well, if you decide right now that you're not going to fall for that lie anymore, then the devil has a second lie. You, you, you go to God. And you say, oh, I hate sin now. I despise sin. I, I, I don't want anything to do with sin anymore. I agree with you that sin is very bad. Then the devil is going to immediately come to you and say, well, now that you've taken that step, you have, you have sinned away. You have sinned away your salvation. You have sinned so many times. You have fallen away from God so many times that there is no way to recover. He gave you as many chances as a reasonable person would ever give, and you've gone beyond it. Didn't you sin yesterday, the day before, last week, the week before, because you took such a lenient attitude towards sin? And now that you realize that you don't ever want it anymore, that you despise it, it's too late. That's what the devil tells you. It's too late. You, you've, you've sinned away your salvation. You'll never, ever be forgiven. Do you have that kind of lie running through your head right now, my friend, that the devil is telling you, you tuned in today because something told you to tune in, but it's too late to overcome sin. It's too late for me to forgive you. I just wanted you to realize in here today it's too late. That is the second lie of the devil, and I don't want you to fall for it today. How many times did Jesus tell Peter that he should forgive somebody? I mean, Peter even suggested seven times, thinking that was very magnanimous, something tremendous, that he would forgive somebody seven times. What did Jesus say back to him? Seventy times seven. Now, you, you say, oh, I'm a math student. I can multiply that out. I know exactly what it is, 490, and then it's over. No, 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 no. That was an idiom. That was a figure of speech that Jesus used, the same way that you and I might exaggerate something just to get a point across. The point was there is no end to the number of times you can be forgiven. The Lord is waiting for you to realize how bad sin is, agree with him on that, but also agree with him that you are forgiven for those sins. Jesus did that on the cross for you. He went to the cross, suffered all that for you, so that every single sin you have committed, are committing now, and will commit is on his shoulders. You've had a heart change, haven't you? What's your heart change? Because, first of all, God says he looks at the heart. Men look at the outside appearance, but God looks at the heart. What's your heart change today? I want to suggest that your heart change is that, number one, you hate sin. You want to please God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and you want to go to heaven. And you want to be God's instrument on this earth as long as you live to do his will. Okay, that's your heart change. Well, if you've had a heart change, God sees your heart. 
And if you do happen to stumble and fall and do something wrong, our Father loves you and he's ready to pick you up and send you on your way again because the devil is the one that says you can't get back up again. You might as well stay on that ground and just wallow in sin and, and wallow in pity and misery and say, I can't ever make it again. No. Our God is a perfect father. And he realizes that you want to do what's right and you want to give it another shot. Now tell me right now, isn't it the truth that you want to give it another shot? Isn't it right now you're saying, hey, I hate sin and I realize I am forgiven and I want to give it another shot? Yeah. The two first biggest lies of the devil is number one, sin is not that important. And number two, even if it is important, I can't be forgiven. Would you forsake those two lies today? In fact, just speak out to the devil right now. No, I know that sin is a big deal, and no, I know that I'm forgiven in all by Christ on the cross and his love. Now, I know you're expecting right now for me to tell you what the third lie is, and I'm not going to leave you hanging. The third lie falls right in place behind the first two. The first two says sin is not important. The second says even if it is important, I'm not forgiven. But the third says that even if I realize that sin is important and that I'm forgiven, the third is I'm not going to change. I'm not ever going to change. The devil is looking at you right now and saying, Martha, John, Pete, you've been this way all your life you've just found God you've just decided to be serious with God but so what even though you now hate sin and even though you know you're forgiven you're still going to go on and do the same things you've always done God is asking too much of you he's putting too great a demand on you there is no way that you can be a new creation as the book says, and go on and leave a totally different life than what you've lived before. The devil, I bet, is saying somebody right now those very words. You cannot change. That's what he's saying to you. Are you going to receive it? Please don't. For me, for God, please don't. When you believed in Christ on the cross... He asked you to live by faith. And Paul wrote that he lived by the faith of the Son of God, who loved him and gave himself for him. Did he live by his own faith? No. He lived by the faith of Jesus. Jesus imparted faith to him. And when you go past the first two lies and agree with God on sin and agree with God on forgiveness, you can also agree with God that by faith you are changed. Fruit starts developing on you. People can see change in you. You marvel at it yourself and say, as long as I am rooted in Jesus Christ, as long as I am a vine that I let the, the vine master come and prune and water and, and, and put down new fertilizer and, and give me sun and rain 
and all of that and cause me to grow as long as I stay in, at his feet and worship him and be in his word and love him and pray and, and, and witness for him. As long as I do these things for him and my heart stays in the right place, I trust by faith that I am changed. We can do nothing in our own, my friend. The scripture says that. Without him, we can do nothing. But it also says that with him, all things are possible. We are new creations. We can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. We don't stay in the past. Because I know what happens. You're just like me. You got up this morning feeling the same, got the same kind of daily schedule. You know just how you responded to temptation yesterday. And the devil's coming back to you and he's saying to you right now, hey, when that same thing comes up, you're so weak, you can't possibly withstand it. You're going to do the same thing today. You're going to fall today the same way you did yesterday. No, you're going to tell the devil that's your third lie. Your third lie is that I'm not changed. And even if I do fall, my heart's in the right place, and Jesus Christ is there to put, pick me right up and put me back on the way, my way. I am not going to allow myself to live a lifestyle anymore of sin. I'm not going to allow myself to live a lifestyle of refusing to believe in you and agree with you and how you agree with sin, how you agree with forgiveness, and how you agree with overcoming life. I go along with you. I am an overcomer. The Bible is written for overcomers. You read Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, which is the last discourse given by Jesus to people on this earth, to believers on this earth, and he keeps saying to those that overcome, to those that overcome. How is it possible he's speaking to those that overcome unless he provides you the way to overcome? You are an overcomer today, my friend. I want you to put away that image of yourself that says you're a loser, that you're no good, that you'll never change, that you'll never be worthwhile. Things that people have said to you, about you, get them out of your mind because right now Jesus is saying to you through me that you are worth more than the cattle on a thousand hills. You are worth everything that Jesus paid for you today. Jesus is coming soon. He's got things for us to do. He's got a path for you to follow. He's got work in mind for you to do. And he wants us to be occupied until he comes. Keep your mind focused today on Jesus Christ and what he has done for you, for the Holy Spirit that he has sent for you today to work with you, to make you into a new creation. Please speak positive words words of truth from the Bible, words of strength, words of comfort, words of change. My friend, I hope I've ministered to you today. I want you to write me and tell me. My name is Gary. My email is g77j77 at yahoo.com. Before we leave today, I want to pray with you and I'm asking that you establish a pattern of prayer and Bible study and fellowshipping with the saints in church in these days before Jesus Christ returns we need each other 
would you bow your head with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, today you have taught me that the devil is the author of three great lies. And I have fallen for those lies. The devil told me that sin is not important. I know that it is very important that we overcome sin and live a righteous life. The devil told me that I'm not forgiven, but I'm speaking the truth right now in the presence of God Almighty that I know I am forgiven and that the blood of Jesus Christ covers all of my sin because my heart is in the right place. And thirdly, the devil gave me the lie that I will never change. But right now, I believe I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. I believe I am changed because I purpose right now to read the Word, to trust God, to pray, to be in fellowship with His people from now on, and to support Christian radio because it reaches out to those that are hungry to love and serve the Master. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, it is God's will that you tuned in today. You've made my day to be able to tell you the truth. Would you please be back next week? I have a new series of teachings from the Psalms that I know will minister to you. Everything the Lord has taught me as I've read in the Psalms. Therefore, today, Jesus quoted the Psalms constantly, and we're going to also. Remember, Get to know Christ because in Him there is everything you need. And have a blessed week. In Christ, you deserve it. Thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper. If you would like to get in touch with host Gary Johnson, please send him an email at g77j77 at yahoo.com. Again, that email address, g77j77 at yahoo.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's program and join us next week for Digging Deeper.